Good morning. Good morning. The first reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapters 41, verses 1 through 7. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And he said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, 
who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him? For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nations, the slave of rulers. Kings shall see and stand up, princes and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord, who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. The psalm comes from Psalm 40, beginning with verse 1, and will be read responsively by verse. I waited patiently upon the Lord. He stooped to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the desolate pit, out of the mire and the clay. He set my feet upon a high cliff and made my footing sure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and stand in awe and put their trust in the Lord. Happy are those who trust the Lord. They do not resort to evil spirits or turn to false gods. Great things are they that you have done, O Lord. O Lord my God. How great your wonders and your plans for us. There is none who can be compared with you. In sacrifice, in offering, you take no pleasure. You have given me ears to hear you. the book it is written concerning me I love to do your will O oh my God your law is deep in my heart I proclaim righteousness in the great congregation behold I do not restrain my lips and that the Lord you know your righteousness have I not hidden in my heart I have spoken of your faithfulness in your deliverance I have not concealed your love and faithfulness from the great congregation. You are the Lord. Do not withhold your compassion from me. Let your love and your faithfulness keep me safe forever. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sothenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. 
I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus. For in every way you have been enriched in him, in speech and knowledge of every kind. Just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you, so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. This ends this morning's reading. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and declared, Here is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks ahead of me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, But I came baptizing with water for this reason, that he might be revealed to Israel. And John testified, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I myself have seen and have testified that this is the Son of God. The next day, John again was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he exclaimed, Look, here is the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following He said to them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated anointed. He brought Simon to Jesus, who looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You are to be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated at this time, the children's uh, sermon. Oh, great, good, we thank you. I didn't know, excellent. Good morning. Did you get to go to the farm show? Did you? And what all did you see there? I'll just sit right here. Did, what did you see? Sheep, I bet you did. Sheep and lambs and maybe cows. 
Was it crowded? Did you eat anything? Didn't you? Okay. Probably saw that big butter carving, didn't you? Okay. So today in this lesson, John the Baptist says Jesus is the Lamb of God. And not only did you see lamb and sheep this week, but you have a picture behind us. Jesus, the good shepherd, carrying a lamb. So a lamb is a, a baby sheep. And so Jesus is the lamb of God. And that really means that he is going to give his life for us. Now, lambs and sheep, you know much about them, but they graze as long as they can, seven or so hours a day on grass and clover if they can find it. And they also um, like to be together and need to be guided and protected. They just need, need some guidance. So sheep grow wool. Wool, and they can't shed it. So once a year, they are, the, the wool is cut off and they're sheared, they call it. It's a safe thing, and it's good for them. First, because it gets the wool off and they are, can be a little bit cleaner. And secondly, it helps their body temperature. So, wool is important. Clothing, um, blankets, and even in Jesus' day, the lamb and the sheep were so important. This is a small piece of wool. I'm going to give you each, you can have one. You can see and feel it. I won't let you touch yours. It's kind of soft and gentle. And I hope that would remind you um, of Jesus as the, the, the Lamb of God. And the wool remind you of Jesus, the shepherd, who is so good to each of us. Amen. Thank you for coming up. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with both of you. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, may the words that are spoken and how we listen be guided by the Holy Spirit and truth of the Holy Gospel, that we may come and see, that we may know where we abide, and that we may follow our Lord, the Good Shepherd. In Jesus' name, amen. So what are you looking for? That is an amazing question. It is a question not just about how I find my way to this church in Liverpool, because I have the address. It's not maybe where the school is located or where you could tell me to go to get a good meal. Although I'm looking for those things, this question is, is deeper. In this lesson from John chapter 1, the question, what are you looking for, is about the meaning and the direction of each of our lives. For Isaiah, it was looking to be a prophet worthy of the call. For the Corinthian church, it was about how do we get united instead of divided up? What are you looking for? As a congregational family, I know that we are looking for a new pastor to share this ministry with you. And in this time of your search, I will be the interim and be assured that the Holy Spirit has 
is and will guide you and the call committee to reveal who that person will be. You are on a very special journey of looking. What are the people of China and Iran looking for? In their passionate uprising against authoritarian rule, they are seeking freedom of choice. The Ukrainians' fierce resistance against Putin's genocidal invasion shows us that the Ukrainian people and their leaders are looking for freedom to govern themselves as an independent nation, and everyone is looking for that. In his December 21st address to the United States Congress, President Zelensky said, your money is not charity. It's an investment in global security and democracy that we handled in the most responsible way. We know he has. We know they have. And it really isn't charity. It's a call to stand together and protect democracy. As citizens of the United States, what are we looking for? Recognizing the depth of all that divides us, seen so clearly on January 6, 2021, the assault on democracy at our capital to stop the gentle flow of power in a democracy from one to the new president. We are deeply aware that we cannot take self-rule or fundamental rights for granted. I think in this nation we are looking for sacrificial leaders and we are rejecting demagogues, those who would be dictators, or any who would be working against the Constitution that guides our life together. What are you looking for? I think we all seek love and joy, peace and patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. We long and look for that in ourselves and in each other. The church commemorates the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. on his birthday, which is today, January 15, 1929. He was assassinated on April 4, 1968, he was a Christian minister and activist, and you know this, who became the most visible spokesperson and leader in the civil rights movement from 1955 to 1968. He's on the church, the liturgical calendar, as a martyr and a renewer of society. And I like to think about renewers of society as something that you are by the covenant of baptism, by the meal of Holy Communion, like Martin Luther King Jr., you are renewers of society. We each have the choice to make it better or make it a little worse. Renewing or stepping back. You and I are called to be, by the grace of God, as 
Martin was a renewer of society. What was Martin Luther King Jr. looking for? On August 28, 1963, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, in a speech you know well, I have, I have a dream. He was looking and calling for civil and economic rights and an end to racism in the United States. In that speech, King described what he was longing for. He said, and I quote, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream that little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers, as siblings. What a dream. What are we looking for? Is really a question at the heart of our daily living. As Christians, the, the hope and the call is that we do not just what is best for us, but that at the heart of who we are and what we are looking for is what's best for others, all people, the garden, the river. You can't drive by that river without feeling and seeing the presence of God. Jesus asked the two disciples of John the Baptist, what are you looking for? They have heard John describe Jesus as the Lamb of God. They follow Jesus and answering Jesus' question, they ask another question, Rabbi, where are you staying? And then Jesus says, come and see. What an amazing series of questions and then, and then a call. They already know who he is. Andrew goes to his brother Simon Peter and says, well, we found the Messiah. When Simon comes to Jesus, Jesus already knows who he is, Cephas, Peter, Rock. We ask Jesus, where are you staying? So here we come to another important question. What are you looking for? Where are you staying? Are the essence of our spiritual well-being. This question to Jesus is not where does he lodge, where is he going to go to bed tonight? No, they are asking as Lamb of God, where do you abide? Where do you stay? Where do you remain? Which is to ask, where does your life flow from? Where does your hope and your strength, your purpose originate? Jesus, where do you go to renew or reform to recharge, to reground, to recenter, and we know that he went alone and he prayed. He abided, he abided in the power of Almighty God, and here he was God. 
he tells them to come and see. And they see Jesus abiding in the Creator and in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Trinity. They see Jesus is God's word of love spoken to the whole garden. And Jesus comes to love us and to give us that grace that is unearned and unmerited and freely given to each of us without a condition. John the Baptist has given the disciples a profound word of guidance and truth when he says Jesus is the Lamb of God. Because Andrew and Simon Peter and all of us know the value of a lamb and sheep. They mean wool and food for some and in the days of Jesus could be offered as a sacrifice. Lamb of God means that Jesus clothes us in our baptism. Lamb of God means Jesus feeds us in Holy Communion. Lamb of God means Jesus dies for us and reconciles us to God, Creator, Savior, and Advocate. Jesus is the fulfillment of all that God desires for us. Jesus is everything we are looking for, everything we need, and He is the place we are called to abide. The Creator who loves us, the God who saves us, the advocates stirring faith in us and leading us with your call committee, with the work you do in this ministry, the spirit stirring is present. That's where we abide. And from there we are sent. The reading from 1 Corinthians spells out, out not so much what we seek, but what God already gives. To the people of the Corinthian congregation, as you know from your Bible study, well, they're all divided up into little cliques and followings of different leaders, human leaders. They're mixed up. And that party spirit is holding them apart from who they can be. And Paul begins the letter not scolding them, but reminding them that they are recipients of all of God's goodness, receivers of grace enriched in speech and knowledge, Strengthened in the testimony of Jesus Christ with spiritual gifts. Strengthened that they will endure, called into this miraculous community of full partnership and relationship with Christ, full partnership and relationship with each other and with all people, full partnership. It isn't that what we all long for? A community where we fit in and we are valued for who we are and the gifts that we bring because none of us have them all. Where do we fit? How gracious it is if and when we are in a community where we know we fit and belong. One of Martin Luther King Jr.'s questions, well, he called it the most urgent question related to the Corinthian passage, is what are you doing for others? From our abiding place of faith in God, may we always and everywhere do justice. May we invite, welcome, affirm, and include, help, and serve not only those who look like us or agree with us, but with all people. 
with those who look different or those who are of different gender identities. Watching out for and caring for those that others may demean, critique, wall off, push away, or put out. Because the name of this good shepherd, the name of the Lamb of God, is that you and I are in his name gathering everyone in because everyone does belong and God has created us in God's image. What are you looking for? And Jesus says, come and see. See Jesus the Lamb. Where do you abide? We live in, we remain in Christ, we listen to the Holy Spirit, and then we begin and our faith and belief is formed. And then we follow, go, and serve. You see, there is a rhythm in this lesson. A rhythm, no, let's call it the heartbeat of Jesus himself. Christ's call to us and to everyone and to all creation. Come and see, abide in me, follow, go, and serve. Amen. The blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with each of you.